0: Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, joined today by Colin Stewart. Colin, good day, a very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out, sir? I'm in Vancouver today. Vancouver today. Okay. And where are you Thank- tomorrow, Vancouver yesterday? You ta- travel a bit?
1: Travel a little bit. We have an office here in Vancouver, we have an office in Cancun, and then my co-founder's moving to Edinburgh in uh, a couple months.
0: Wow. Don't you just love the whole remote business model thing? You betcha. So, so much fun, so much flexibility. And no sort of 9-to-5 commute, and no, they're getting stuck in rush hour traffic for 90 minutes. Folks, for those of you who don't know Colin, he's the co-CEO of Predictable Revenue, a highly successful business you're going to find a little bit more about, and also co-CEO of Outbound Automation Software, which sounds like something I want to know about. He oversees product strategy, works with Aaron Ross, the other co-founder, to lead their revenue team and hosts the Predictable Revenue podcast. Colin, as I said, very warm welcome. Thanks for giving your time up. The title today is How to Test and Validate Your Ideal Client Profile, which every marketer knows the bedrock, the foundation stone for all marketing. And we're gonna show you how to do that in just seven minutes. Colin, our time starts now. Question number one is who is your ideal client?
1: We typically work with growth startup companies, a million to 10 million, somewhere in that range. Perfect. And question number two is what's the problem you solve? top of funnel. A lot of the companies we, we deal with, they don't understand. They've gotten a bunch of their early growth from their network, from inbound, from people that know the founders. And so we help them make the jump from you know, when you need to go from customers are coming to you to you now need to go out and sell to those customers.
0: So it's really, it's like, it's time to go boom. You need more volume, you need to scale. We've got to retain the quality, but we want to get some numbers into this baby. Exactly. You make that you have that realization that we're not going to
1: hit our growth numbers if we're just relying on inbound, if we're just relying on word of mouth. And so Very interesting. to solve, yeah, we basically build remote sales teams and we've got a bunch of other stuff to do to help companies figure out how to get the most out of their upbound teams.
0: Perfect. Thank you. So just under six minutes left. Question number three. What would you say are the typical symptoms of the companies that are coming to you? Before they find your solution, what are they experiencing? What are their symptoms? Plateaued growth and sales. What, what else are they experiencing?
1: Exactly, plateaued growth. They're beholden to one channel, whether it's inbound, partners, referrals, network, etc. And they they feel frustrated because they can't, they haven't been able to find a way to sort of reignite that growth. You know, maybe they, they jump from zero to a couple million in revenue, and then it's just sort of their the revenue sort of revenue growth is totally plateaued, like you said.
0: Mm. So and that creates all sorts of constraints on funding, development, future growth, hiring, expansion. Yeah, mm. especially if you have investors. Yeah, definitely knocking at the door or thumping the kitchen table. All right, mm-hmm. no the boardroom table, I should say. So five minutes left. Question number four, you're going to have a bunch of clients that come to you. And before that is cover predictable revenue, they're going to try stuff and they're going to make mistakes. Maybe they're going to throw money on billboard advertising or something. I don't know. But what what are people telling you? were the common mistakes they made before they found your solution?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we
0: see a large number of people that just, they sort of read predictable revenue and they say, hey, this is, you know, we, we
1: want to sprinkle some predictable revenue on the company. And if you haven't read the book, it's basically a methodology for specializing your sales roles. So instead of having one, you know, salesperson that does the prospecting, closing, and account management, then we split those into three different roles. And so I think the biggest mistake that we see most commonly is companies asking their salespeople to prospect, close, and manage accounts. Because what happens is essentially you're you're trying to stack in the best case scenario, you're trying to stack million dollar salespeople on top of each other. Right. In the first, if I'm a sales rep and I've been a sales rep for a very long time, you know, the first year or two of being a rep, you're prospecting. Right then you're closing, right? Then you take, eventually you start to get some traction, you turn all that prospecting into some customers, and then you turn those customers into long-term accounts, and then you just work the accounts. And this is a typical sort of life That's cycle of a, of, a, of a salesperson. And so if you want to add more millions, you need to add more salespeople because eventually, say it's a three-year cycle, after three years, now they're just managing a million dollars worth of accounts, but you have nobody focused on bringing in net new accounts because the salespeople that are there, they don't want to go back to prospecting.
0: And there's very few salespeople that can do all of those roles as well as each other role. You know, normally you would get someone who's really good at the prospecting and someone's really good at the closing and so on. And I've read the book, folks, it's practical, it's real. It's born out of real world issues and observations of what working, what doesn't working and offers real world solution. In other words, it's not just like a lot of books where it's just a brochure, you know, a thick brochure for someone's services. It's really worth getting that book, Predictable Revenue. So we've got just under three minutes left So what we're after now is we're after one valuable free action that an audience member can take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but it's just going to take them a step in the right direction.
1: So once you've made the commitment to building an outbound team, one of the things we see people screw up a lot is they don't spend any time validating their target account list. And so basically we've developed a methodology. I'm going to share it in three minutes with you on how you can do that.
0: Cool bananas. So question number six then. Two minutes, 20 seconds left. What's one valuable free resource that we can direct people to that's going to help them more with this problem?
1: So we have a, a market fit matrix template that basically will help you, will provide a framework for testing your target market, testing and validating your target market. Essentially, there's three different hypotheses that you want to test, right? There's your messaging, there's your targeting, and there's your need and you need to come up with ways of testing and validating each of those. And so by following the market fit matrix, you're gonna get a very quick version of how to actually get some data on who are the right customers.
0: And it's nice and simple folks, it's a Google sheet. So what you wanna do is you wanna go to predictablerevenue.com forward slash matrix, and don't expect a big long sales page because it's real simple, just get in there. Pop first name email address in there and you'll get access to that google sheet and you know if i can chip in for my two balls worth as a marketer this is people just rush to tactics and you've got to get the strategy right and as i said right at the start the cornerstone strategy for the whole thing is figuring out who your ideal client is and might i add also how you're going to reach them and what is the message that they're going to respond to and that's all covered off in the market fit matrix Thanks for that Colin. 1 minute left. Question number 7. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't?
1: Basically, how to put it into practice. And so the answer to that is you make sure you're running one experiment per row. So if you look at the the doc we provided, that's 40 experiments. For each experiment, typically we look at a sample size of 300 to 500 contacts if you're using email, on LinkedIn 50 to 100. Contacts and then your messaging should be fairly soft. It should be focused on: Are you the best person on your team to ask about this? And then a strong follow up is: Hey, would you mind letting me know if this isn't relevant? I don't really want to be a bother. And maybe that's the Canadian bit we added in at the end there. But we found those those sort of two follow ups to be those the CTA and
0: follow up to be. I I think it's a human bit. Yeah, (laughs) Colin Stewart. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Tom.